You're listening to Heart Food Podcast, episode 96. Welcome to Heart Food. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo Ortega. This is a weekly podcast for introverted, super sensitive, smart, and deeply ambitious women who have a call in their heart that they deserve more. My goal is to give you more strength, freedom, confidence, and purpose in your life through the four different avenues that this podcast will be covering mindset, nutrition, health, movement, and cooking, business, sales, communication, and entrepreneurship, and lastly, spirituality and psychology. Be sure to follow me on Instagram and reach out to me at any time at Ashley K. Pardo. Share this podcast with others who you think might love it. And please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Heart Food Podcast. I'm really excited for this episode because it is a question that I have been getting for years, probably once a week, and I feel like, as you might have heard in the last few episodes, I have just been on another level of bold lately, just in terms of my messaging and what I want to say in this space, and just being really forward with the fact that I think that it's okay to do whatever it is that you want to do with your body. So I have been, as you've probably noticed, if you follow me on Instagram or if you're on my email newsletter, that I think that if you want to lose weight or if you want to lose fat or if you want to change your body and gain muscle or if you want to gain weight, literally whatever you want to do with your body is okay. And I have been a lot more forward with that, really saying that I offer these things. And to be honest with you, I really think that I started on this path as of late because I feel like I have a responsibility to do so because there's so much crap and junk out there for fat loss, for weight loss. I feel like it's really extreme. I feel like it doesn't address the internal self, which if you're listening, you know we talk about that here. And if you've been in one of my programs, you know that psychology and the brain and you know, all of these things that have to do with who you are on the inside are things that we talk about a lot. And I feel like it's one extreme or the other out there. I feel like it is, you know, just kind of eat whatever and you're good or be super restricted. And my goal is to really create a balanced perspective. And the question that I've been getting recently is, or it's not really a question, it's a fear a fear of gaining weight once we return to eating normally or once we get off of our restrictive diet. And I've gotten this question at least five times in the past two weeks, and it is very nuanced. And that's why I thought I would do a podcast episode about it. So in this episode, I'm going to be giving you five sort of things or strategies that you can think through as you navigate this question. And because there's no blanket answer. And that is why I tend to, you know, really give long answers sometimes because I'm a big fan of the answer. It depends and it's individualized. We are all different people with different needs and different uh, psychologies and different traumas and just, you know, shit that we've been through or whatever, which is why when I work with people, I really try to get to know you and see what it is that you need. I mean, I do have 
a signature process. I have two tracks that I take my clients on. One is more of a non-tracking approach where maybe we, my tuna cakes are ready. (laughs) If you hear that, that beeping, um, I use the defined dish recipe, by the way. I will put it in the show notes. But if you are in a place where you maybe feel obsessive and you don't feel like tracking all the way and maybe you have like some food obsession stuff and emotional eating struggles that you need to work through, then I'm not going to put you on the tracking track immediately. We need to really look at the mindset around food. We need to really create a gentle structure for you. So that is one track that I take people on. And then the other track that I take people on is where we track and where we assess and we see what's happening. Then we implement the plan and then we adjust. So those are the two clear paths that I'm taking people on now because that's something that I really heard from you. And I'm so grateful for you guys in the fact that you let me know what it is that you need. And I've learned so much from literally coaching hundreds of women through the years in what they need. And I understand this fear of weight gain. And when I think of weight gain and weight loss, there's sort of two ways that I look at it and two ways that I think that you can look at it. In one way, which is where I was for most of my life, I thought that I needed to have a certain body in order to feel joyful or valuable or worthy or that like I would finally get a boyfriend or whatever, or, you know, if I then gained weight, that I was then just a terrible person who just shouldn't be on this world and was just so worthless. So as you can see, there's worth wrapped up in there. And there's also identity wrapped up in there too. When I was, you know, 80 pounds over what I am right now, I sort of brought on this identity of I am, you know, if people saw me, and this is sort of like the fat phobia that hasn't that happens in our society, whether we like it or not, it's just sort of the truth of our society that I felt like I was perceived as being lazy or just being undisciplined. And I don't, that's not true at all. Like it doesn't mean anything about those things about you. It's a lot more nuanced and complicated than that. And at the same time, you know, when I was very thin, I brought on the identity of like, oh, now I'm a thin person and now I'm a fit person. So I took on that identity. And then when I throughout my life just went back and forth to the other sides for years from thin to then gaining weight to then thin and gaining weight, I would lose that identity. And that was a big struggle for me to really see that like, no, actually my identity has nothing to do with the way that I look. My cellulite, my, you know, the fact that, you know, when I sit down, I have rolls in my, on my stomach. Um, the fact that, you know, I have fat that jiggles on my legs and on my butt, uh, that says nothing about who I am as a person. It says nothing about, the type of friend I am, about the type of wife I am, about, uh, it's still weird for me to say wife. It's like still not, it's still new for me. Um, If you're just tuning in, I got married in February, so uh, it's still pretty recent. But I was wrapping my worth up in that when in actuality, the reality of that was what I just said to you right now, that the most interesting thing about me, the thing that makes me me is my essence, my personality, my spirit. It has nothing to do 
with the way that I look. Um, Obviously, this is something that I don't think that we are ever really taught except, or I mean, until now, like more people are talking about this. So I think that that is worth looking at if you're feeling like that. If you're feeling like you're petrified of gaining weight because you think it's going to take away a certain identity of yours, like that's worth looking at, you know? And then I think, and and diving deeper into, and maybe we'll do an entire episode on that as well. You guys let me know if you would like that. And then there's the other side of it, which I've been talking about lately. And the reality is that like for some people, from a physical standpoint, zero emotions in this, we would just feel better if we could lose some weight. And we just don't feel great when we gain weight. And that is a very different thing of wanting to lose weight to feel better, not because you think that it's going to make you this amazing person and you're going to be way happier. Like you are, you won't feel any different. And this is something that I have to remind my clients every single week when, you know, because we all get caught up in that. I think sometimes when we're in the midst of this, we have to remind ourselves that the way that we feel right now about ourselves is how we're going to feel when we reach our goal weight or the way that our body looks and or when we achieve any goal. And this was something that I had to go through dozens of times having my dream boyfriend, getting making a certain level of income, um, literally getting my master's degree and shaking the dean's hand and working my ass off that whole year and just striving, striving, striving and being like, oh, when I when I shake that guy's hand, like the dean's hand or whatever, and I get that master's degree, like I'm just going to be complete. Like I'm going to be happy. And I remember that moment. Literally, there's a photo that I have of that moment. Maybe I'll put it on my Instagram this week. I was shaking his hand and I was like, what? Like, that's it? Like, it's such a disappointing moment. This happened to me with my body too, where I was just so disappointed because the promise of diet culture, when we have this body, we're just going to be so happy and everything's going to be amazing. Nothing is going to change inside of you when you get to your goal body, which is why we need to do the work right now to be happy, to feel joyful, to feel content to, and when we feel the negative emotions, to sit with them, to know that we don't have to change them, to know that it's just part of life. But I encourage you to wear the clothes, wear the bathing suit, go to the pool, do the things that maybe not right now, because it's unless you're in Miami or Florida, because it's the winter months or we're getting into winter. You know, I'm just really reflecting on this right now of how deep this struggle has been for me throughout the years. I don't really get caught up in it anymore because it's been a long time since I've looked at it straight in the face. And this is these are the two things that I want you to think about when you are scared of gaining weight. Why is it that you're scared of gaining weight? And we're going to go through the strategies right now of what is involved here, but those are the two things that I want you to think of. So if somebody is feeling like they want to lose weight so they can actually just feel lighter in their body. They can feel good, like physically. I feel like I have a responsibility to that person to guide them through that process responsibly, sustainably, deliciously, where you can feel like 
you're happy throughout the process where you feel like you don't have to be thinking about food all the time because this process isn't just about food. It's about our neurology and our brain. It's about our literal brain chemistry, which is the same thing. It's about our past. It's about what we think about ourselves currently and our relationship with ourselves. It's about our habits and rituals, and it is about what we eat. But there's a lot more wrapped up in that. So when I take you on as a client, that is everything that we go through, all those different things. And I'm actually opening up five slots for one-on-one clients. So for one-on-one nutrition clients before the end of the year. So I can take you down one of those two tracks where we either track or we don't track, but I'm filling up for January. So if you want to get started now, we can get started now. If you want to get started in January, we can get started in January. But if you are interested in that, feel free to schedule a call with me or send me an email or a message, a DM on Instagram, and we can talk about what that would entail if you are interested in this process where you feel like you want to release something and you really want to be transformed in the process and really get so much more out of it than you thought you could. So let's start with the five strategies now. So first of all, I want you to, number one, let go of the idea that you cannot trust yourself. So I think that there is this sort of idea out there with intuitive eating that we see so many people just like, yeah, being free and like, yeah, I'm just eating whatever I want and I'm staying at my body and it's just so easy for me. And I don't think that that is possible for everybody at the beginning because if you feel like you can't trust yourself around food, so if you feel like you're uncontrollable and like, oh my God, I'm just going to eat everything, All of the, especially if you've been restricting, in which case I'd argue you probably need to eat because you've been restricting yourself. Binging is sometimes just a biological and physiological response of the body when it is starving. But I want you to begin to let go of the idea that you can't trust yourself. And I want you to know that what is true for somebody else might not be true for you. So just because you see somebody out there who has it so easy with food, which is a lot of people in my life. And this is something that I felt really resentful around for a long time. Like my husband, um, the fact that he can literally eat whatever he wants and he will sometimes lose weight if he doesn't eat enough. Like he just doesn't have to think about it that much. People in my family, friends that just sort of are naturally thin and they can just sort of eat whatever. They don't have to think about it they feel good. And I don't think, again, that that is everybody. So again, I want you to start with letting go of the idea that you can't trust yourself. I want you to put the power back on you and know that you can take back that control for yourself, that control and that power. Because sometimes when we are in the midst of dieting and when we are in the midst of going through something that is restrictive and we feel like we need to be miserable in order to maintain a certain weight, it feels very stringent and it feels very like tight and it feels very controlling And versus trust, which feels expansive. It feels really good. And this is something that I've talked about a lot. So just because we have structure in our lives doesn't mean that you know, we're not intuitively eating. It doesn't mean like structure is good structure for some people, 
probably if you're listening to this podcast, we need to have parameters. We need to have structure because if not, then it would be easy for us to overeat things and not make us feel great. But I want you to have that trust in yourself that you can accomplish that. And the reality is that sometimes if we try to eat like somebody else or we go from a period of restriction to eating a little more, we probably are going to gain weight. And that's a point I'm going to get to later, but I want you to know that you need to start believing that you can trust yourself, that you're not going to go crazy. You're not going to go off the rails. And I think this is the fear that we all have. Like, oh my God, if I just like let myself eat whatever, I'm probably going to gain weight. And, And you might gain weight. Again, it doesn't mean that I'm going to get to this in another point because I think sometimes we have to gain weight if I'm going to talk about that in a moment, but I want you to know that you can trust yourself and I want you to realize that you are the person who has the power in your life. And just because you can now eat whatever you want and maybe you let go of dieting and restriction, it doesn't automatically equal that we're like this insatiable monster and we're just going to go off the rails. So that trust to me with food is sticking with foods that we know make us feel good most of the time. And then other times having foods that we deem as worth it and that we really love, but we have to be discerning and we have to be cognizant and we have to be mindful. So even though we are, let's say we're letting go of like a paleo diet or a whole 30 or whatever it is, which I don't really, you guys know that I came from that world. I will do a whole podcast episode about that because I am fully out of that world. And I was actually, little side note here, when I first was a blogger for Whole30 Recipes, I killed it. I mean, I'm just going to say it. I was amazing. Melissa Hartwig even sent me, this was back in 2014. So Melissa Hartwig even sent me a personal email afterwards and she's like oh my god you did amazing you killed it like how can I bring you on my team we want you to be involved with Whole30 like you were better than anybody we've ever had so far this is amazing tell me how we can bring you on somehow and I wrote her back and I was super excited and then she wrote back and said actually we're not going to do that right now And that was such, she said that actually they were offering, you know, all like this opportunity to blog on their Whole30 blog for people who had done Whole30 recipe takeovers on Instagram like I had done. And that was such a blow to me at the moment because I was like, oh my God, I could have been like the recipe person for Whole30 who's now this huge company. And again, that was five years ago. This was like right as I was starting this not in a structured way at all. And I had no idea what I was doing online back then. But now I see divinely why that didn't happen because I am not about that world anymore. And I actually think that it can be really harmful to a lot of people to be in that world. And this is something that like, I think I was so deep into it for so long. And I think that, and again, I'll do a whole other podcast episode about this. I think I was so deep into it for so long that I like couldn't see out of that world. When I was in it, I was like, oh my God, there's no other way to be. But like no, anybody who doesn't eat this way is like psycho. 
like you can feel so good and blah, blah, blah. I didn't realize how restricted I was back then. So now I see that that was a divine rejection because it wouldn't be good or healthy for me right now to sort of stick to that whole 30 way of eating. And that was sort of a redirection that was good for me in the long run and my own mission. I do think it can be beneficial to do once, like once, like do it once and be over with it. Uh, do the reintroduction protocol, but that's something that I'll talk about in another episode because there's many of you coming to me now saying like, oh my God, I've been paleo and Whole30 for so long. I literally don't know how to eat. And I think that it also debilitates our trust in ourselves because it's like we have this food list and that's all we, we don't know what we're going to do if we're encountered with other foods. So just because you allow yourself to eat certain things doesn't mean you need to make yourself feel like shit. It doesn't need, it doesn't mean that you need to make yourself feel bloated and terrible. So I want you to know that you can trust yourself. And the next step or the next strategy is that I want you to focus from the external world in terms of, oh my God, I'm obsessed with food. Oh my God, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And oh my God, I'm looking at these food lists and everything else to internal So what am I actually feeling right now? What does it feel like in my body if I eat a lot of sugar? What is it actually, and in my brain, for us sensitive people, what does it actually feel like in my body if I continuously overeat, if I make myself sick with food? Like it doesn't feel great. So I think sometimes we have all these like fantasies with food of like, oh my God, like especially if we're on a diet, like the day that I can eat like the mac and cheese and you know, oh my God, the pizza and then the ice cream. And, you know, one time I had a friend of mine tell me that she would, she would do very restrictive diets. This was a friend I had at the gym in Miami, like many, many years ago. She would tell me that she would restrict, restrict, restrict. And like, then she would have like her cheat day and she would go out to dinner to like a pretty heavy dinner have like stuff herself with the dinner, have a dessert at the restaurant and then go get ice cream at this really good ice cream place in Miami. And she, she would tell me that she would be so excited for this night and it would be like, oh, fantasy, like, oh my God, I can't wait until Friday that, you know, we can have the, and I relate to this because this was me too. I can't wait. And oh my God, it's like, like a fantasy. I mean, it, it is. So she would have to lay down in her bed on her back towards the end of the night because she was so uncomfortable that she couldn't fall asleep. And like, raise your hand if you've been there. I've been there hundreds of times where it just actually doesn't feel great to do the things that we want to do with food. And if she would have put, and if we all would have taken back that power and said, hold on, how do I actually feel right now? Does my, does my stomach even fit this ice cream? Does the stomach even fit the dessert? Maybe I can be mindful throughout the process and create some awareness here towards my stomach. Because what happens when we're in that state is that we're just looking at the food and we're not really paying attention to how we feel. But if we put the onus back on ourselves and ask, how do I actually feel right now? What is it that I actually want? Then it is much easier to allow your food decisions to just be natural. But this is something that 100% takes practice. But the first step 
is realizing that you can take back that sort of skill and that power. The next thing I want you to do is I want you to spend some time figuring out who you are and how you operate with food. So are you somebody, if you've all heard of Gretchen Rubin, she has the abstainer and the moderator sort of characterizations in terms of how you approach different sorts of foods, maybe sugars, processed foods, etc. I actually think there's three categories because abstainer moderator is still a little black and white to me. I don't think that everybody is an abstainer moderator. I am not either one. And that actually caused me like a lot of internal strife for some time. I think that there is the abstainer, the person who just like never wants to eat sugar or never wants to eat whatever it is. And then there's, and like, they're cool. They feel fine with that. I know some of those people that they're just like good. They don't care about food that much. There's the moderators who can have maybe a little bit of some food every single day. And then there's people like me who abstain most of the time and then they might indulge in something every so often when it's worth it. And that is how I would characterize myself. So I know that for me, I actually don't feel great having sugar daily. Um, I don't feel great having a lot of processed foods. I feel great having, you know, mostly whole foods, you know, starches like rice and, you know, tortillas and cheese, vegetables, um, proteins, fruits, peanut butter, you know, whole food, yogurts, like food like that. It makes me feel awesome. Even honey, I feel pretty good with. But I want you to be honest with yourself about the type of person that you are, how certain foods make you feel, how certain behaviors around food make you feel. So I want you to dig deep into that and figure out the type of person that you are. The next step is acceptance. And I want you to accept the way that your body operates. So again, if you've been restricting for a really long time and some signs that you maybe are not eating enough food right now and you probably should gain weight are if you don't have a period right now, which I didn't have a period for like over a year and I thought it was really worth it to me. I was like, this is awesome. Like I don't, I don't even have to deal with tampons and you know, I don't have to deal with a period and I like, I look so good, like so worth it. It's so disordered to think like that. Um, but I want you to accept the fact that maybe you needed to gain weight and maybe if, you know, maybe you spend some time because there can be phases here too. Maybe you spend some time and I'm just going to put a disclaimer here that not everybody's going to be honest with you about this. A lot of people might take you in and say, yeah, let's just have you gain, you know, not uh, gain weight. And, you know, let's just keep you where you are. And they're just going to keep restricting you. And the thing is that that's just going to keep burying you deeper in the hole of restriction. And yeah, okay, that's what it's called. <laughs> I was like, what do you dig? Yeah, a hole. Um, it's going to be burying you deeper into that. So I want you to really, really pay attention into what is happening with your body and if you actually needed to gain weight. So again, if you don't have a period, if you are like losing your hair, stuff like that has happened. And if there's any indication that you might need to, or you feel very fatigued in your workouts, your skin isn't looking great, you might need to gain weight for a time period because then your body might regulate again and you the weight might fall off later. 
you know, you can also take some time to rebuild your metabolism. So I've been talking to a lot of women lately who have told me that they are eating really, really low calorie and they're not losing weight. And what's happening there is that you need to build your metabolism back up to the point where your maintenance calories are at a higher rate. So that way when you cut, it's healthier and you can have more calories and more food. So I want you to accept where you are and know that where you are right now, especially if you've done damage, if you feel like you are miserable being where you are right now, and like in order for you to stay a certain weight, it causes you to like, you have to eat keto or just whole 30, or like you really just can't live your life and you have to be obsessive. Like, you need to have a really honest conversation with yourself about, you know, you. in my opinion, you have two choices there and you have to accept either one. And one of them is that, you know, okay, in order for me to maintain this weight, I need to be miserable. Or if I don't want to be miserable, maybe be a little happier with my food, I'm going to gain weight. And you just need to be honest with yourself about what you feel is worth it. Because if those extra five or 10 pounds means that you can be a little more flexible, it means that, you know, you can go out to eat with your friends, means you can go out and have wine if you want to, or some dessert or some sugar, like that might be worth it. What type of strife is like, we should never be living our whole lives just around the way that we are eating. Like if it's disrupting your social life and your happiness, you need to gain weight and you need to accept the fact that your body doesn't say everything about you. Again, you might be in a place where you can build up your metabolism a little more, maybe temporarily gain weight and then cut it from there. But I know a lot of people, like if you guys have ever seen bikini competitors, I think that that is sort of an ideal body for, even though it's so unnatural, I think like as a society, we think like, oh, those bodies are amazing. And oh my God, they just look so incredible. I personally have zero desire to be in a competition or something like that. Like if you want to do one or you have done one, that's totally fine. But in order to look like that, you need to watch everything you eat. You can't really go out to eat. You need to count like everything for a really long time and you are going to be continuously restricted and it's not fun to be there you get moody if you don't have enough food so I think we need to like come to terms with the reality of the fact that like sometimes a body is not meant for us this is something that I had to go through where I gained like eight or ten pounds after 2012 and I you know that wasn't the end of my gaining and, and losing journey um But that body that I had back then was not sustainable for me. I had to eat a certain way that I was just, it wasn't healthy. And I was not willing to do that for the rest of my life. And I, after I gained weight after that, I got my period back. I felt, also I was vegan during that time. I got my period back. I felt great. And people would tell me, would see old pictures of me and say, oh my God, you look like, is that you? you look incredible. There was this woman I used to go to the gym with who was very just obsessed with her weight. 
And she would tell me things like, oh my God, you have to get back there. Like you have to get back there. And then one time I was, I told this on Instagram or on Snapchat, I think back in the day, one time I was wearing a Lululemon Power Y tank, which sort of is a tight, is a really tight, tight tank. I sounded like I was going to say tight, like a tiger. <laughs> um, <clears throat> is that from Austin Powers? But I was wearing a tank top and it comes pretty low and it's very tight and it's natural that like your, you know, your skin and your fat on your back is just going to pop out of it. Like no matter how, unless you're like bone thin and she comes to me towards the end of the class, like it was a class that we were taking and I had that tank on and we did the workout and then afterwards she's like, okay, here's what we're going to do every day after class. I'm like, oh, what are we going to do? And she's like, you know, you have that back fat back there. So like, we're going to do pull-ups every single day and it's just going to go away. And I was like, I I literally said nothing and walked away. And ever since then, like, I just have not engaged in conversation with that person because like, that is so fucked up. (laughs) And like, I, and she was the same one who told me, oh my God, you should go back there. So like, I think a lot of internal work needs to happen there where you need to also be happy with your life. It's not just about your body. I do think that if we can get on a protocol, like a fat loss protocol or a protocol that would be healthy for us, if we maybe need to gain a little weight or maybe we need to maintain our weight, I think that it is worth it to have proper nutrition during that time and sort of see where it is that your body goes. But don't think that if you feel really uncomfortable staying in a certain place and it's making you miserable, you need to reevaluate that and be very honest with yourself about the type of life that you want to live and what is worth it to you. A lot more to say there, but I'm going to cut it off right there. The last thing I'm going to say is that we cannot have our cake and eat it too. So I don't want you guys to take this as me being diet culture or being super restrictive. But I want to come back to the point that I talked about at the beginning, which said that I think a lot of intuitive eaters out there, you see them eating like donuts and sugar and all this stuff and they don't track their food. And I think we think like, oh, oh my gosh, like that's amazing. Oh my God, I'm just going to do that too and I'm going to lose weight and it's going to be amazing. And the thing is, you guys, you know, I am really happy with where I am right now. I feel good. I feel like I have never looked better. I've never been more free in my body. A lot of it has to do with strength training and what that has done for my muscle mass and me just raising my metabolism throughout the years. I feel really flexible with food. I feel like I can eat whatever I want. I eat sugar. I eat, you know, frozen pizza and crackers and cheese and like literally everything except gluten. I'm still gluten free. Um, and I, but I still watch what I eat. I am not going off the rails. It's not control, but it is structure and it is honoring of myself because I know that if I eat a certain way, I feel a certain way. And that's how I want to operate in life. Like that's just how I want to feel, but I am very cognizant of what I eat. And just because I'm eating whatever I want, doesn't mean that I'm going off the rails and eating sugar all day. Like I do that sometimes. <laughs> like my friends were in town a- about a month ago and we had a day where we literally ate sugar all day. Like maybe I had a normal breakfast and then for lunch I had two little mini cakes, um, which equal to like 
a pretty large piece of cake. That was my lunch. And then we went and had ice cream right after that. I literally ate sugar all day that day. And I felt like garbage, but I was like, I'm with my friends. This is fun. It didn't feel great afterwards though. So that's just like a reminder to me that most of the time I'm going to eat well and I'm going to create structure in my life. And if we just speak from a nutrition perspective, all we need is a calorie, I don't want to say calorie control, but calorie structure. So we can pretty much eat most of what, you know, most healthy foods, and then we can fit in other things that that we want to. But just because you're an intuitive eater or moving into that process, again, it doesn't mean you need to go off the rails. It doesn't mean that you need to make yourself feel terrible. Like that, I have to reiterate that so much. Just because it's allowed, it doesn't mean you have to have it. What it means is that you allow all foods and then you add some thoughtfulness to it. And then you add some structure. And then you add some mindfulness and honesty where you can say, do I actually want this thing? Does it support where I want to go? So I don't think that the picture of what you see some people eating is accurate. And I don't think that, you know, we should compare ourselves in that sense. And I think that even if you think of your forever relationship with food, I think it should mostly be a high food quality diet that consists of whole foods and that makes you feel good. And then hell yeah, have the pizza sometimes and have the ice cream and, you know, have some wine with your girlfriends if you want to. But then don't turn that into a spiral. Don't make it mean anything. Don't give so much power to the food. I promise that once you begin to allow foods in your head, this takes practice. This is not an overnight thing. The reason that sometimes we might feel so restricted is because we've put the parameters that we can't have it. And putting a parameter that we can't have it based off of a diet versus having a parameter that says, I am going to stick to a certain way of eating that makes me feel good. Those are two different intentions. So I want you to check your intention. I want you to check your reasoning for wanting certain things in certain bodies. And then I want you to be honest with yourself. And I want you to think about what I talked about today. Because I think that not a lot of people are telling the truth out there when it comes to nutrition. And not not a lot of people are balanced. And I feel like in the last three years, for the first time, I feel like I've been the most balanced that I ever have. And now I feel like I have a moral obligation and literally a mission from God. That is how deep and passionate I am about this mission to educate women on this because a lot of it is how we think about it. So I hope this was helpful for you. Please let me know if you have any questions on this topic. I am going to have some solo episodes coming for you guys in the next couple weeks I will be polling you to see what it is that you want me to talk about, but I have some amazing guests coming that I cannot wait to share with you, but I hope you had a great Monday if you are listening to this on the day it comes out, and if you're not, I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening, and I love and appreciate you guys, and you're worthy. You are valuable, and you can have anything that it is that you want. But sometimes it does take a little hard work. Sometimes it does take a little discipline. Sometimes the process is going to be painful, but all of that is okay. It is going to make you into who you are meant to be. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to Heart Food Podcast. I'm so grateful that you tuned in today. If these episodes resonate with you, it would be a huge favor to me if you could share it with the people you love and give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. 